the True Achievements Podcast, E3 Special. On today's show, Back to the Future, 360 games now playable on Xbox One. Boston out a sequel, Fallout 4 officially announced. Grabbed by the Ghoulies, Rare Replay is on its way. Gotta have faith, EA brings back Mirror's Edge. And Long Division, Ubisoft shooter finally shown in detail. All this and more on your reality augmenting, Final Fantasy confusing, but whole fracturing True Achievements Podcast. Welcome everyone to the True Achievements Podcast for E3. E3. As you may not know, I am British Jonathan. You might not have known this, but Rich had American Jonathan sacked <laughs> due to his inability to show up for a podcast <laughs> and his and his temerity to give The Witcher a five out of five and for sticking by Destiny's three point five score. Um <laughs> now I could go like this all day, but you'll never be rid of me. You're I am listening Ocean to Blue Assassin's Creed Syndicate by each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Don't do, do, do they want to fit them Cockney? I thought they wanted Cockney people. They sounded like waffles. Just... <laughs> I could literally just hear the dreams of several people getting crushed oh. when Jay revealed that this was all in fact a ruse. We need... Sorry about that. We need to hold on yeah. to the one that few of the, or listener we've yeah. still got left at this point. <laughs> We are going to talk about E3. We are going to talk about E3. Let's go around the table. I am Jonathan, OSU Blue Jacket, Jay. Um, Rich, say hello. Yeah, Rich, to achievement. Hi. Dave, say hello. Hi, Dave Kinetic. Dave. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Michelle, say hello. Hi, Michelle Matrark. Hello. All right. Uh, Obviously, it's a big week. We've got a lot to talk about. So this is a special edition podcast. We're not even going to waste your time telling you what Michelle and I have been playing for the past (laughs) six months or however long it's been since we've done a podcast. We're going to jump straight into E3 goodness. So the plan is we're going to go through all of the major shows, the major announcements, um, talk about what we think about all of those, take some time to answer some questions, and really... This is going to be an informal chat. We're just going to chat about what we've thought about the show so far. So we will talk about non-Microsoft stuff a little bit, but obviously our focus is going to be why you're all here. Uh, so let's cut through the fat and jump straight, and we're just going to start with Microsoft. Um, let's start with Microsoft's press conference. Obviously, the big thing, Microsoft's big thing is always going to be Halo. So Halo 5 Guardians got some more stuff talked about. Um, let's just go around the room. I um, Full disclosure... Uh, my job job, I am a summer camp director in North Carolina, and this was the first week of camp, so my knowledge is going to lag behind everyone else here today, but I will still, uh, I've been trying to keep up on as much stuff as possible, so my presence here will be a little bit lessened, so praise and rejoice if you are one of the many OBJ haters around, <laughs> you'll hear less from me, um, I will I will just Our be conducting. just went up again. Yes! <laughs> That's what we want, man. Welcome back, everybody. That's what we want. <laughs> All right, uh, Halo Five Guardians. Let's, uh, Rich. Why don't you? You're the, the grand poobah of this show. Tell us a little bit. What are your <laughs> thoughts on uh, Halo here? Well, my f- let's let's talk about my first thought about the opening of the show. Right? Mm, first of mm-hmm. all, it was, it was unusual for it to be opened by a non Call of Duty game, which was 
nice. Yeah. I think we all agree it was nice for it. But I was quite surprised at the choice of Bonnie Ross strolling out there on the stage. If we if we remember the last time we saw her, she was extolling the virtues of uh, Master Chief Collection, and that didn't go so well. So <laughs> I was reasonably surprised that um, they chose to put her up first. But she did good. She got a great reception, actually, surprisingly good from the crowd. Um, and then we saw a bit of Halo 5. Um, a lot of pre-rendered right. video, which is a bit of a theme for the whole of E3, really. We saw an awful lot of pre-rendered video, but I guess that's standard these days. Um, and there was a bit of interesting stuff that Master Chiefs could be going rogue. And there was another main character, which was called Spartan yep. Lock. Spartan Lock. Um, yeah. And he's going to be another playable character throughout the campaign, as far as I could tell from what they said, which um, concerned me a little bit um, because Halo 2 was probably my least favorite mm-hmm. Halo. And the reason for that is because you swapped characters halfway through and it's, I thought I felt it broke up the the gameplay a bit so to have potentially that again concern me a little bit um gameplay wise it looked pretty standard halo to me didn't look anything particularly uh revolutionary on that front and i've sort of realized since i've gone back and played master chief collection that i don't particularly enjoy first person shooters that don't have an aim control or mm. a cover mechanic um call me old fashioned or call me new fashioned i guess but um <laughs> that stuff bugs me and I'm used to trying to jump in cover or trying to aim with the left left trigger. So Didn't, I'm not sure. I'm obviously I, I'm pretty sure it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they said they were gonna put some form of iron sights into this. So Rich, you may get your wish that you can iron actually sights. or whatever the Halo universe equivalent of that is, <laughs> that you will be able to look like down it. the scope. Um for that. Uh, I actually Okay, well that will make me feel better because I normally yeah. I'm throwing grenades accidentally. Yeah. Um, I know I did actually get a chance uh, on the bus into work to read the Game Informer story on Halo 5 Guardians, and and it really piqued my interest a little bit. I I think it's kind of ambitious that they are deviating in the way they're telling that story and how they're telling it from two different perspectives, pulling a little bit Mm -hmm. more of the extended universe. Honestly, my favorite Halo was ODST, and this to me is feeling more like that ODST-style mystery vibe. And then the other additional little twist is that the game director is actually the guy who was in charge of um, Republic Commando. I don't know if any of you played that on the original Xbox. It was a shooter based out of the uh, first or the new prequel trilogy of Star Wars games. And it was a really good squad-based shooter. So knowing those two things, I'm a little more in on Halo 5 than I was initially. But I think it's going to be hurt. I don't want to say it's going to be hurt a little bit by its release date. But obviously, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, or at least in my world, a little bit later. But with it releasing at the end of October, which is, you know, that's the traditional Halo time, I'm kind of worried if there's going to be enough uh, gamer gamer brain to go around this fall, because there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, but So much stuff yeah, coming. Um, um, quick mention of the multiplayer, because yeah. that did look cool. So it's a new Warzone multiplayer thing, yeah. up to 24 Yeah, that players, looks amazing. Uh, four times bigger maps than... Any previous Halo, mm-hmm. and also enemies, uh, AI enemies as well, thrown into the mix. That did look quite cool. Have any of you seen the um, Xbox Daily show that's been going? Nope. No, no, I haven't no, had a I chance to catch up on those. Yet. So they, they went a bit more in detail about the Warzone game mode, and uh, it very similar to Titanfall. These requisition cards mm. and things like that that you build uh, up yeah. as you play, and you can spawn in, you know, vehicles at certain points as you build up these cards. So. 
that interests me. And there's AI as well, isn't there? There's AI yeah. on the map and these points you have to capture. And it, it looks like mayhem, to be honest, the, the bits that they showed. Yeah, and, and that was one thing I, I really loved about Titanfall's multiplayer. I really got into that because it did have just some of those AI grunts around. So you actually always felt like you were doing okay, even if you were just killing grunts. So I, I liked yeah. that a lot. It added a lot to the approachability of Titanfall. Well, and the nice thing, too, when they showed Warzone, I believe it was live game footage, actually, when they were showing Warzone. So, um, you know, you see all those... We don't think about it now because we're so accustomed to it, but seeing all those characters and grunts and whatever else generated on screen with no slowdown, no skip, and all that. So um, that looks like... It, that I thought of Titanfall right away. So and I love Titanfall, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that for sure. Awesome. Cool. Um, and the, the, I think the campaign had full drop-in, drop-out yes. co-op, co-op yes. uh, as well, which is cool. Great. Uh, so... Are, are you guys all in on Halo? Is this going to be a day one buy for you? Absolutely. No. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Halo, but I might pick it up for the Warzone thing, because I think that looks pretty cool. Mm. They'll, they'll be a beta, won't they? Although they didn't actually no, mention they didn't one, mention but one. I'm sure they will be. And I've heard conflicting reports from sure. other kind of game journalists. Uh, one of them said that uh, they heard from Microsoft that they were only doing the one that came out this past winter. And I've heard another one say, yeah, they've got to do another one. So... I think that's still kind of up in the air. I think we'll we'll definitely find out in the coming weeks. I would imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. All right. Uh, I know. I may. I may hold off on Halo um, just because of the other game that's coming out a couple weeks after it, uh, which is something you'll hear me say several <laughs> times. Um, but uh, let's. Uh, the next thing on our list is uh, Recore, which new is IP, an Xbox new IP, new IP coming 2016. Um, Kaije Inafune. Um, of Dead Rising fame, and he's teaming up with the makers of Metroid Prime for this game called ReCore. Honestly, totally dead serious here. I knew nothing about this game until I just saw it on our list and I clicked on our story. So somebody else, uh, let's see, somebody else take over. Tell me about ReCore. Like, I know nothing, because I do. Well, I don't think any of us know a whole <laughs> lot about it yet. The the it, You know, we saw a trailer, and it's a, a girl with, like, a dog-type thing, and... They have a battle, and the dog-type thing gets destroyed, but it's got a blue orb, and she sticks that blue orb into something else, and that thing springs to life. And um, so there's some kind of consciousness or within that orb. Um, yeah. But we really didn't see too much outside of the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard, okay. to, it's yeah, hard to know what type of game it is at right. all, really, at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was all uh, pre-rendered. Because at one moment, it was like side-on as if it was... You know, like a, a 2D kind of game, and then it was like a, a normal like shooter, and then other points. So I don't no idea yeah. what type of game it is. No, no idea. Right, and, and right. I like the setting. Yeah. I thought the setting looked cool. It was like a sort of deserty place. Yeah, she, yeah. she was in sort of um, almost like Star Wars right. um, clothing, sort of loose fitting stuff. It, it reminded me a bit of Star Wars, to be honest. The whole, this was another the one that they went a bit more in depth in the uh, Daily Show. Uh, and they still didn't reveal a great deal. And it's, <laughs> she's like one of the last human type jobs on earth. And these robots are all over. And like, like Michelle said, they're, they're conscious of these robots is in this orb and you can switch it out and change the, the robot that you're with. But other than that, I mean, this not is, much detail. This is one of those things that's like a, like a quantum break, right? We saw it last year, saw a video. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's this? And now a year later, we still don't really know what it is. Um, it's just it's yeah. a yeah, We might see something in 2018. Or... Right, yeah. right. You know, it's a brand new IP. KG Inafune is a big deal. So it's nice. And especially as a Japanese developer where the Xbox traditionally doesn't have so many of them who jump onto Xbox first. So that's, you know, and he's done that in the past historically. So, um, but there's really nothing else we're going to get out of that. 
for now. I think we, we have a way to go before we really know anything more about ReCore. All right. Yep. Uh, well, let's move right on then to probably the biggest story to come out of the Microsoft press conference is that there is limited backwards compatibility coming to the Xbox One, which... That, yeah, that's awesome news because a big, yeah. a big pejorative, yeah. yeah, there's a, yeah, kind of the big pejorative towards this new generation is that yeah, backwards compatibility wasn't coming because they're going to make you rebuy all of your old games as these remasters. Yeah. Well, but with in, this, go ahead. Keep in mind, it wasn't just that we were thinking that. Major Nelson went on Twitter and made a post. Right after the one was announced, like it's never going to happen because of mm-hmm. infrastructure yeah. things. They yeah. they said a f- official figurehead from the company told us don't even dream about it because it's it's just not their technical limitations. Right, and but then we it, found out that they're lying about everything. Yeah, imagine <laughs> that corporations lying. Um, Have any of you tried it out? No, I haven't. Oh, I I've, have. Mm-hmm. What did you try, yeah. Michelle? How well did it work? I tried Battle Block Theater. Okay. Um and. It took a while for it to get started because it, it really mm. opens up an Xbox 360 in your Xbox One. So mm. you see a 360 style dashboard. It's a full emulator, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah, so, oh, go ahead, yeah. Dave. No, no, go. Um, yeah, you see, you see your friend notifications as if you're on the Xbox 360. So it's all the familiar bleeps and bloops and, and achievement notifications. Not that I popped an achievement while I was doing it. Um, but once it booted up, but it took a little while to sing. But once it did that, I mean, it played exactly like it would on my 360. Like, if, if not for holding a different controller, I would forget, you know, that I was on the uh, one. And interestingly, because that game has some information that's server-based save and some that's mm-hmm. local-based yep. save. So things like my progress in the different levels were still there. So all my single-player progress was there. Wow. But things like what types of characters I had opened up weren't there. So if you move your cloud saved to the cloud, everything's going to be there. Um, I didn't get to try it yet, but if I my friend has it on 360, I can still play with him even though I'm on Xbox One. So there's that's fascinating. Yeah, that's you can really do, cool you can stuff, do voice chat and everything still. Yeah, yeah, everything voice chat works cross platform. Still works across platform beautifully. So there's no. Yeah, issue. It's, it's really cool actually because you get you get all the best stuff about the 360 part of it but you also get all the the best stuff about the xbox one so you've got the the um screenshots yeah. you've got the dvr right. stuff all works right yeah. and it's really smart i can't say how many times um i've been playing gears of war judgment lately mm. and something will happen like oh i wish i could say xbox record that and show you guys yeah. what i'm seeing and that, that yeah. no, i can't now the list is small yeah i was just looking at the list um, there's 21 titles right now it's, initially uh yeah right but they promise yeah but it's not officially launched yet. right they're, they're saying they're going to add up to 100 games or so a month and the plans have a few hundred ready by full launch uh, in the fall. So they're working on it. There's developer opt out. So developers, this is all mm-hmm. Microsoft then, but developers can't say maybe a license change or whatever. They can't say, listen, don't port it. You know, we don't have a license for this or whatever. Um, but it's going to be, remember the Xbox 360 didn't launch with full Xbox yep. One backwards or Xbox original, pardon me, um, backwards compatibility either. There was a, a rollout to that and some games never did fully work um so i think that was harder to do than right. what they've achieved here though uh, they, they said the devs don't have to do anything no. right they can just tell us that they want it and they can and put it on so i, I imagine a... the reason they're not opening up the whole catalog immediately is so that they can do like one big announcement each yeah. month and keep this yeah. ball rolling they've got votes on you know the xbox feedback site right yes you, you can go on now and vote for which game and you want to do that, that. yeah i think too they have 
Sorry, no, I was going to say, that's really smart of them to just keep that momentum rolling. And my, my programming knowledge, I will be the first to admit, is limited. But what I think they're doing is they found a way to run a 360 emulator through the Xbox 360 architecture, which yeah, would right. explain why it takes longer for things to get yeah. started, but works perfectly once you get it going. And that's really the... Yeah, right. I think the, yeah. yeah, there's another OS to load effectively. Well, right. Said, and, the only things they can't do are things that require like USB mm, peripherals, yeah, like, peripherals. Right. and uh, but, the old Kinect, but any, anything other than that is good to go. Right. Um, and also, they have to do it a little bit at a time, too, because the, the Xbox marketplace was wrecked right after the E3 yeah. conference. I mean, you couldn't oh, yeah, get that's into a really good point, anything. Actually. I hadn't even thought of that. Because people were downloading, people, preview members were downloading games to try that out. People were downloading the Gears. Uh, ultimate beta, which we'll get into later. People were accessing just the, the streams of the shows. So if you turn around and say, well, here's a thousand games. Yeah, yeah I'm going to download them all right now. So <laughs> now I've got to invest in a external hard oh drive. That's pretty much all I, Yeah, I need to get one of those too. Yeah, you have to install your games. And it seems like you must have to install some kind of base emulator or something, because even a small Xbox Live Arcade game still is going to be 600 yeah, megs or something. That so. sounds about right. So... Um, you know, so you have to be prepared for the room, but with, you can do disc games, you can, anything you have digital is already installed. Like I saw, I saw that on my list, all of my digital content, things I didn't remember I had cause it was free through games with gold. So I'm like, Oh, defense yeah. grid. I guess I might play this now. Um, but it's just, it's awesome that they've done this. And, um, to me, that was the big announcement of the show was that, oh, 100%. you know, backwards compatibility is yeah. huge. Um, so, but it's, it's, no, it's awesome. And I actually will use it as well. Absolutely. Like out of all the stuff, you know, there's a few games I'll buy that are, that, oh, well, there's probably going to be 20 games that I'm going to buy from E3, <laughs> but the thing I'm probably going to use most out of the whole of everything that was announced in the show and everything that was shown off was this mm-hmm. backwards compatibility. And it's yeah, free. It's free. Absolutely free. Yeah. All right. Um, and that was, go ahead. No, I was going to move on, but if you got something else to add, go. And obviously, it's a big follow-up from Sony's streaming service. Yes. Right? Oh God. Sony saying, PlayStation "Look, now. here's here's our entire game catalog. You pay a subscription, you can get in." Um, and this was Microsoft's rebuttal. Well, all right, we're not going to make our gamers pay for their stuff. So <laughs> pretty good rebuttal, right? But well, it was, it was about, like a drop the mic moment. Yeah. That well, one, it just like, and yeah. it's free. <laughs> but it's about time <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> had one of those because they haven't for the last couple of years. That's uh, so true. Right? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know whether it's because of the time that Microsoft always right, have their conference, first. but so often the crowd are subdued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really takes something ridiculous to get them off their feet. But I really felt that this show, and I think it was helped by this announcement being so early, they were really behind Microsoft. Now, there was loads of really, you know, positive feedback from the crowd all pretty much all the way through yeah. the Microsoft yeah, show. As, yeah. as I was watching, I'm like, oh, why didn't they make that announcement later? Because that would have been a good pop at the end. But it's exactly yeah. what you said. Because yeah. once they put that there, it didn't matter what they announced. They could have been like, and by the way, yeah. um, we're just going to go back to selling Xbox original content and discontinue everything else. And people would have been like, oh, you're awesome. I love you. Because I can play my 360 <laughs> games again. So it was really smart to do. I think it's a really good time for them to do it as well. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, like all the big... Xbox franchises coming out this year, the Halos, Gears, Fable, Forza, and so if you're on a 360 thinking, oh, I really want to play these games, but I've still got so much life in me 360. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can just get the one and get all your old games. Yeah, and I think this is kind of Microsoft saying, this is the end of the 360. So Mm -hmm. you will now do the 360 stuff on the Xbox One. 
right? Two things happened at E3 that signaled to me that the, the end of the 360 is really coming. First was backwards compatibility, and second was the big announcement coming pre-E3 that a Barbie game's coming to the 360. Ugh. These two things combined yeah. pretty much mean that <laughs> we're in that stage of the 360 where it's all shovelware and sports yeah. titles. There's still life in it, yeah. but I, I agree. Backwards compatibility is a big part of Microsoft saying to people, okay, move on. It's time now. All right. Um, speaking of moving on, the Xbox One is getting a brand new controller called the Elite Controller, uh, which definitely piqued my interest because I don't know if you've all had this happen to you yet, but my Xbox One controller has terrible left stick drift now. Um, I just oh, I had, had that. One of that. Mine has a little bit, so, yeah. So I'm going to be in the market for a new controller soon, but the Elite Controller... I hope you've got some money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll be buying the Elite Controller, um, because the Elite Controller is going to be $150, and it's... It's 100 pounds. Yeah. yeah it's going to do more special stuff. I'm trying to pull up the story now to get the exact details on what it does. I can remember what yeah, it does. Go for it. It's swappable, yeah. swappable components, so the thumbsticks and the D-pad can be swapped out for other ones. It seemed to have some sort of flappy paddle. Yeah, I uh, saw that uh, too. Stuff on the back, which looked amazing for Forza. I'm def. I, I was uh, until today when I saw the price, I was like, I'm buying one of these for Forza. It's <laughs> in my notes actually, and then I was on the train home tonight. I was like, actually, it's a hundred pounds. That's like half an extra. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Going back to the organization <laughs> of their show. Putting the Elite controller here was brilliant because everyone was so euphoric over backwards compatibility yeah. that they're like, "Oh my god, you, you guys are tech geniuses!" And I'll just 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 tell me more. I'll buy it. I promise I will. And and they, I have to say that one minute video did look yeah, amazing. It did. It really, really. They made good. it look awesome, and people were totally cool with it. But then when things kind of cooled down a little bit and the price came out, there was a little more. Whoa, 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 whoa wait. It's just the price that's the problem. Yeah, well, you know, but controllers never go down in price. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. controllers yeah, literally absolutely. never get a price reduction. So, how much is a standard controller? I mean, that's about like 50 60 pounds bucks. for us. Yeah, yeah so 50 yeah. pounds for us. So, I, mean, I know it's a lot more expensive, but if you're going to get you get that and never have to get another one again. Well, I don't... Be worth it. still get left drift. <laughs> yeah. I, and here's the crabby thing is, I never had an Xbox One controller, like, components die on me. Like, the batteries have died, and I've had to just been like, okay, this is when I have to keep plugged in all the time. But I never had a controller just, like, break down, like, the way my Xbox One has. Um, and I've had it for a year and change now, and, I mean, I, I'm compensating for it right now, but it's just really annoying. So, uh, yeah, new Xbox One controller coming. I don't think, uh, Rich said, you you said you might get it just to play Forza, but... Um, well, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking when I saw the trailer for it, and that's what I thought when I watched it again today. And then I, it's only tonight that I've seen the price, and I'm just like, "Whoa!" I think it's definitely aimed more at like the the pro players. Right. Mm. What are you saying? Right. Yeah. Like if you can map the the X what, button. What are you saying, Dave? <laughs> if you can map the X button to throw a grenade to one of these pedals, so you never have to actually take your fingers off the stick. Mm, yeah, that's things right. like that. It, these pro players might get a bit of an advantage to, to see how people react to it in a live environment. Because there's some um, question about. Windows 10 and, and Xbox crossplay, and the games that do that are allowing, many of them are allowing distinct cues, right? So if you want to only play with Xbox players, you can. If you want to play with only Windows players, you can, because there's a distinct advantage, in theory, to having a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So how is this going to affect the multiplayer environment when you have some MLG guy who's remapped his buttons <laughs> to make him always be in turbo and get every kill just mm. for thinking about it when you're still <laughs> playing on your controller with left stick drift? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
It's a good point, Michelle. So I'll be. I think you probably you probably own you anyway, though the MLG guy anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So if you want to shell out a ton of money for a new controller, that option is coming. Uh, They didn't say when this would be coming out, did they? Uh, So I I would say probably holiday. I could see that being. It will be timed with Forza. Forza's out in a. The Forza was all over the trailer, so I imagine it will come out at the same time as that. Yeah. Uh, well, right. EA Access had an announcement with the Microsoft press conference that um, Titanfall and Dragon Age Inquisition will be coming soon, and the uh, access is free all this week. So, depending on how quickly we get this yep. out, you can definitely jump into EA Access and check it out for the freebies um, for at least a little while. Uh, have either of you actually, or any of you, done the EA Access program? No, but oh, I have no. downloaded a couple. Of I today. got the trial when it first. I think did they give it a month free or something yeah, for I preview did. I members? Yeah, I did that as well. So I've, I've I've had a little go of it, but I've not carried it on. Exactly the same with me. That's yeah, same with me. Right. I'm surprised they've dropped Titanfalling though, because it's been right. on sale for so much. I'm not. But Titanfall is like so cheap right now. I mean, yeah. you can find it in the United States for about twenty bucks, and they just made all the DLC packs free. Yeah. So I. That 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 doesn't surprise me at all. No, I wasn't surprised by that. One. Inquisition to me is the one. Good though, isn't it? yeah, it's really good, but you will spend more than a week playing it. So okay. that's uh, that's another one of those. Well, that's, yeah, that's not on yet anyway. Uh, anyway. That's end of the summer. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Access. Hooray. Um, okay. Plants versus Zombies Two. Yay. Who is excited? <laughs> I am. To be honest. Garden Warfare Two, right? Yeah. I saw a lot of stuff about Garden this. Warfare like, it was 1 all was over. amazing. <laughs> Did you really I like it? I played, I played it for a bit. I played it for a couple of hours, but I didn't really... I played it, got really into it. Um, it's probably one of the the best shooters I've played. That It's just really well balanced. Do you know, between right. the different characters and classes, everything was really well balanced from the get-go. And it, I know it, it seems like all cheesy and... Fun, but it was it was pretty in depth once you actually got into it. Yeah, no, look, it look I, I looked through. I mean, just look at the achievement list to see how deep the game goes. And there's a lot of different characters, a lot of different levels to 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 um, go th- progress through the game. But I don't know, it didn't grab me. I yeah, played it for quite a bit now. It, it, I, I have, need to get back yeah, into I have it. no interest in it. There's, I have larger fish to fry. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, agreed. <laughs> but if it's as good as you say, Such to as. say, well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Such as not the next game on the list, which is Forza Six. Yes, the next game on the list. Rich, come all on. Right, I'm gonna let. I'm just gonna take a step back. <laughs> I'm let Rich and uh, maybe Dave just squee a little bit over um, Forza Six, and I'm just gonna take a. Step so they've taken a, a right turn with this. It's now a beat 'em up. <laughs> um, no, it's not really. It's uh, it's a driving game, Jay. Um, uh, Lots of cars. I think 450 cars at launch. Uh, the main funky, like, eye-melting stuff was the weather effects and nighttime racing, which are new to the series. Um, I've pre-ordered it already. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. Lots more to be seen. Oh, there was a nice car. They brought it Ford GT out. <laughs> oh, those are, those are hot. They lowered it from yeah. the Those are hot cars. Yeah. They didn't just bring it to the stage. Yeah, sorry. It, just, it, it was lowered. From yeah, there was a lot of whipping when that happened. Um it looks sweet. And they had the head of Ford yeah. talking about it. Yeah, they did, actually. About the video That's game. True. It was so bizarre. Do you know, the one thing that, that disappointed me about this, like the trailers and things for this, and probably about the whole Microsoft conference, they didn't really go into enough details about anything. It was like trailer gameplay done next. trailer, yeah. And this is probably the, the first Forza that's had a real significant change for ages with the 
the weather and the day and night right uh, racing and, and well, it just kind of got shown in the trailer and skipped off like what, what about the dynamic puddles that we've heard about so much <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> but David it's only me and you that are going to be excited about the dynamic puddles I think that's why they didn't one want people away. to switch off well one takeaway though is that and I, I don't think I've ever actually heard this before at the conference although I've never paid that much attention I guess but Microsoft said at the end tune in for Gamescom yeah. we have a lot more yes. like they, they basically they said did. we've kind of introduced you to everything here we're going to detail that's it in a, August yeah. and that's the intention Sony's not of the there, is trailer trailer Sony's trailer, not trailer. At Gamescom, I'm so sorry I can see I'm going big. Sony's not at oh, Gamescom they, they're not going show. to Gamescom huh. so Really? I think they're going to hit games come well, they'll be at Tokyo yeah. Game yeah. Show. They're doing something so. in Paris, some Paris game show that nobody's ever heard of. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, sorry, uh, that's thrown me somewhat. Okay, cool. No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's... I'll be there anyway so to bring trailer, you more about Forza 6 be... in August. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty there, and, and we'll get more details. Um, because we really haven't even heard many details a couple days nope. out now from E3. Like, we're, we're pretty much just in Trailerville at this point, yep. so... so. Uh, Microsoft made very clear they're coming to that show and they're coming big time and now they don't have competition from their big major rival, I guess, so maybe that's part of the intention. Mm -hmm. All right, excellent. Uh, Next game, I don't think any of us care about this, but it's a huge game. Um, Dark Souls 3 uh, got announced. Uh, Yeah, Bandai Namco. (laughs) You know what, though? I say Matt too, but I was looking at um, Mark yeah. and Meg, two of the news hounds, and Mark was like, I'm so excited, and Meg writes, yeah. I'm prepared to die. And so people are super excited yeah. about this, which is awesome. It's a shame none of us really had that passion to speak yeah. about it at length, but that is a big one, and it's it's exciting to see that coming because they're, they're def- def- yeah. definitely a Mark. Dark Souls fans are. They are. They really awesome. are. Um, but it's uh yeah, there's that game. And, and and weirdly enough, like that game should be like right up my alley, but I just I can't can't get into it. Mm. Yeah, I'm well, I think you're not a dark soul. I've mentioned guy. this several times, uh that I came to it at a really bad time. Like I had a really dark summer a couple of years ago and I tried to play Dark Souls one while I was depressed and it was just uh, <laughs> it was not what I needed in my life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're all no. all of my haters are like, Go back and play it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a box set of the trilogy. So, yes, somebody's gonna hate mail it to me. I can just feel it. All right. Um, so Tom Clancy's The Division had more stuff come to it. Um, I actually found out that a friend of sure my wife's husband is actually working on The Division uh, down here in North Carolina. So uh, oh. I may, I may need to find out more. So- why isn't he on the podcast with us? Because I've never met him. And I, should, I'm sh- I've, I have not met him yet. I've comment. met his wife. So so remedy this. Have him over yeah. to play some Quiplash in a couple weeks, and then invite yeah. him on okay. the podcast. This is easy. Uh, I, I am a sh- You're a schmoozer. Yeah. I've but seen a lot I, of I definitely, now. at this point, um, I'm going to, I may try to get into the beta, uh, but. The Division's my. That's one your one. I've been for. Um, I, yeah. That's yeah. Tell us, Dave. Tell us why. It's just I don't know. I don't like RPGs, but it seems like it's got a bit of RPG in it. But it's I don't know the whole co-op. <laughs> that doesn't explain no, why. but the whole co-op thing. <laughs> I don't, everything they've shown so far just looks top-notch on it. And it's one of them games where you know they showed it. What was it? This is the third mm-hmm. E3. It's been there, and yeah. they keep dropping these little yeah. details, and you don't hear from them for ages, apart from to tell you it's been pushed back. And I, I, it's just, <laughs> that's probably the, the one game I'm looking. I can't wait to get right. into that with some friends and just. Did you see the E3, um, sorry, the Ubisoft one, yeah. which was longer, obviously, the Ubisoft. So they, they showed um, uh, the, 
there's two squads like that you you can go the and do a, a mission and there could be other human teams trying to do the same sort of mission at the same yeah. time um and then at the end of it just it's just a, like, so they, they killed the ai yeah they killed the ai <laughs> And then they killed the other <laughs> yeah. human teams. They're like, you're right, we're going to nick all the stuff. And then one of the, the only other guy that was left in their team that they hadn't spoken to properly killed all them and it? took all the loot. <laughs> it's like, well, surely this is just going to turn into a mass destruction at the end of every single round. It just looked odd. I don't know. Unless they balance that cleverly. I have a prediction. Weird. Prediction here. And this is going to be... I don't, know. I don't know how bold this prediction is, but prediction that the division is Ubisoft's destiny. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. For both good and for ill. I think setting up to be one of those games is going to be great fun to play with friends, but if you're playing it by yourself, you're going to get bored, and I'm wondering how much content it actually is going to have. Plus, if you're not playing with friends, then the people on your team are just going to kill you at the end and steal all the loot, so you need to be with people you trust (laughs) as far as I'm And I always get worried when I see something that Ubisoft are doing, and you think, wow, that looks amazing. And then it's watchdogs, <laughs> and it's nowhere near what you're expecting when you actually get it in your console. Right. However, speak. Please don't disappoint. Let's another game you definitely want to play with friends. Um, so Rainbow Six Siege, come on, go for yeah. it. Rich. So tell yeah. us how excited I love, you are. I'm a massive fan of the Rainbow Six series. I was very excited to see this. Oh, it just looked like. Well, I've loved. I love the first two games. Like it's been a. I can't even remember when two came out, but it's a long old time ago now. And I've been waiting for a new one of these for a long time. And they they showed some pretty sweet footage. It looked really cool. They they covered it more in depth on um, Ubi's presentation. Um, they actually had some live gameplay with a full team of five guys playing mm-hmm. it, and um, they they were carrying out an assault to break into a building and capture something in the middle of it. I can't remember what. And then uh, everybody. All the bad guys came in to try and capture them. Oh, that was the, the end, they had that to was hold the terrorist down the point. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It looked brilliant, and you could like tear down walls. You could um, send drones out with like cameras on, so you could go and scope out the area before you do it. It's it sort of similar stuff. It just cranked it up from what um, Rebus. It looks like was. another one you need. But, friends, yeah, though. I have pre-ordered it. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, yeah. when you watched it at the at the Ubi demo. They, I mean, those guys were talking the entire time through. Yeah, I've yes. this room. I've yeah, used this yeah, thing. Like, absolutely. you need such good, complete communication with your crew to be successful at that. Um, um, but yeah. it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked awesome. I've, and, I've pre-ordered it. I was going to ask you, Rich, if it was going to be a day one for you, but it definitely sounds like it yes. is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I've pre-ordered eight games on the Wow. I will tell you each wow. one as they appear. All right. So Forza Six and Rainbow Six are yeah, the so two. Yeah, so far, yeah, that's the two. And then okay. he's going to be pre-ordering Halo Six and Gears Six. And nope, <laughs> Gears Six. Look forward All to right. that. Um, <laughs> let's move on to a couple other games, and I'm just going to breeze through these um, really fast because loads of ID at Xbox stuff is coming. Um, yeah, there was. But tons they of that. showed off Gigantic. They showed off Cuphead, which I believe it's their second E3. I think Tacoma. It's a, yeah. Tacoma, yes. which is coming from the same guys who made Gone Home. Um, tons of other ID stuff. Now, again, I haven't seen any of this. What should I be excited about mm. from all of these things? You'd like Cuphead. I've seen, yeah, I've seen style. Cuphead. It, it looks, looks so like an interesting different. presentation. I'm, I'm just kind of curious about what its actual gameplay is going to be, if that's still the type of gameplay that'll hold my interest. They still haven't yeah. really revealed that, have they? Oh, it looked pretty co-op, actually. From the, We saw a much longer trailer, and there was quite a lot of two yeah. characters on the screen doing stuff. It was a platforming right. type thing. 
but yes, I mean the the main selling point for Cuphead is that just the presentational style looks looks awesome. Uh, Gigantic looked like it was maybe Project Spark. To yeah. be honest, it looked yeah. pretty lame. Uh, Tacoma didn't appeal to me at all. Um, um, you know, I've I've played Gigantic actually. Oh. It was at PAX. Oh, okay. Um, and it's you know it's a MMO style game. So you know you pick your character class, and the way that it works is you there's a guardian in the middle of the or each team has a guardian, and you're trying to protect them. And then you know you fight on your different maps and whatever. And I kind of felt the same way walking in because I'm not big on that, but. I had such a blast when I was playing it because it was so easy to pick it up. It's free, that one. Um, it's, it's, it's free to play. I, I, free? Yeah, it's, it's Windows 10 and Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, and it's, it's a Windows 10 ah. Xbox One. So, so it's um, got Project Spotify. It's, <laughs> <developed, laughs> uh, <laughs> it's developed by Microsoft alumni. So guys, like I met one of the producers, or and I can't remember his name, so I apologize. But you know, when I sat down to speak with him, he's like, you know, I've got a pretty good gamer score. I'm like, whoa. The, Sure, what? He's like, yeah, it's 100,000 or so. I'm like, oh, well, mine's like 200,000, but it's a pleasure to meet you. So, um, but I mean, he was really, like, they're really passionate about the project and they, they know Microsoft as a company and they've worked with Microsoft as a company as employees and now are doing something different. And it's something exclusive for Microsoft. So I, I think that little snippet we got to see probably. People who are into the free to play thing, this is going to be another very good. If it's free to play, I'll pick it up. You're not, you're not. Yeah, but it it was a lot of fun when I tried it out. Um, And what do you need to know about ID games, Jay? Is that there's something for everybody. Yeah, that's really the big thing about the ID market. They announced that there's more than a thousand different development teams working on Xbox One and Windows 10 games on the. How many of them are in the ID? How many of them are ports of crappy iPhone games? (laughs) Very good question. Well, and that's a fair fair point. And listen, as the person who predicted they would show a lot of crappy ID games, I agree with you in in some regard. However, um, there's opportunity there for some awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's always There's so much of it. Right. I mean, like, and, um, you know, Dave has been working actually really hard to make sure we get in touch with ID developers when we're doing reviews and stuff. So a lot of the reviews we get on... TA are actually from ID developers and you know most of them are you know you give them a two or three but every now and again you get that one that's really wow this was a great experience and it never would have seen the light of day for Xbox gamers without ID. Yeah I've pulled a lot of hours into Beachbody Racing over the last two weeks. yeah, I really enjoyed SteamWorld Dig actually. When I saw, I need to it's, it's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> when I saw a thousand game uh, companies, exactly. I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got <going> contact. <laughs> and a lot of them yeah. are one-man development teams. <laughs> um, but it's 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 helping the one get more in line with PC gaming, yeah. which is the end game, right? All this Windows mm-hmm. 10 and 1 cross compatibility and, and the ID program is helping them get there and be more like Steam and develop the all digital marketplace they introduced to us two years ago <laughs> that people screamed about mm. that are you know, warming up to. So, um, That's just the next announcement, yeah. actually, on, on that topic. Uh, this, well, yes, this, this is true. <laughs> this was very unusual. I was not expecting this at all. This was really sort of out of left field. Um, the preview program, Xbox preview program, right. where they can... Um, release half or alpha, I guess, or early version right. games um, with gamer school. Don't you know? Right. Um, for yeah. money yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Before before they're finished, which is you do. Um, 
probably what they've been doing for quite a few you years. You do get a trial though, don't you? You can try it out, see if you're interested. Okay. Yeah, they all have demos. That was right. the key, the key factor here. Right. Um, it's basically Steam Greenlight. Yeah. It's what it is. It's a pre-hold program where these are things that are going to come out eventually, but they want to actually test them in a bigger environment than the four people in the living room who are programming it. And they have this opportunity to do that and use gamer score and things like that to encourage people to beta test their game. I, I, um, I had a look at alpha it and I thought, test? oh, I'll have a I look and see what kind of games there are. And one of them was £31. Is that Elite Dangerous? And I was like, uh, I, wow. I, I can't so Elite Dangerous it was came like out on some... the PC a couple of months ago. What and type of games? Elite and Dangerous? Elite Dangerous is a space shooter. It's a version, you know, Elite, right, that the was the one Elite yeah. game. That was the right. one, £31 was like... This no, has I, I already really been massively well received on the PC, <laughs> so it's hugely popular already. Um, yeah. It has they, a market, and I was yeah. tempted to pick it up. Um, the gameplay I've seen looks good, but it's like for £31 that it could be broke. Yeah, uh, that's a fair uh, point. Wait, wait and so you tell me it's right. right that seems go. very high priced, doesn't <laughs> well, it? What, I don't know if what exactly the structure is, I don't think any of us do yet, but with, with the, these, I wouldn't be surprised if you buy them for, you know... 31 pounds and you play it that game for you then discount. get the full yeah. version once it's released i i don't think you're gonna have to pay 50 full bucks. price i don't think they anticipate that so you'll probably yeah. right yeah, so that you'll probably have the option of yeah, paying a little a more point, to get actually. it, oh, there, get that's it probably, that information is probably available somewhere if we if we have a little look for it um by the way it has 335 gamer score <laughs> just if anyone's interested it is. Wow. It works. It's sort of almost <laughs> rounded third of a of a full yeah. thousand, yeah, which is, I guess, where they. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, maybe. So it's a third of the game, I guess. Yeah, so maybe so they're charging a third of the price. Pounds. So sixty-two pounds <laughs> later, you can have the whole thing. Dang. All right. Um, so the note I see on here is new game by Daisy Creator Space MMO. I, I forgot what the name was. I don't. Uh, I I didn't. Ion Ion. I think it was called. Oh, okay. All right. Did it look good? Um, it was spacey. Um, <laughs> MMO. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it it came at such a strange point in the in the conference because you know they had been hitting so heavy from the beginning with here's Halo Five, here's a fresh new IP, here's backwards compatibility, and the ID section of it was definitely the cool yeah. down for the bigger announcements to come at the end. So they they trotted out the Cuphead guys and the Tacoma guys and the Ion guys. Was that it? Uh, and had them gave them all a little feature. Really, uh, again, I think it was more about letting the audience Yeah, They've got to, they've got to put in the ID the stuff, haven't they? Because you know that Sony's going to have it big. It was impressive. If, it if was they don't impressive. do it, you're going to get criticized. The scale of the, of the amount of companies that are doing stuff in the ver- variety of the games, I thought it was still worth having in there, definitely. Even though you don't see anything uh, long enough to really make any well, opinion. I love the ID program, but like I'm right. on purpose for what I do for the site, looking out for when these games are coming mm-hmm. out. And there's so many yeah, games right. coming out that if you if you're a general just gamer at home, not really following any sites like TA and see what people are playing, you're yeah. not gonna have a clue any of these games because they just come so mm. fast, like two or three a week, and it's just like mm. too many. Right. Where I was writing an article the other day about a game called Prismatic, which is some kind of puzzler using hexes and whatnot. And as I was running and thinking, you know, this is the kind of game back in the early XBLA days where it would be like, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on this. And now it's yeah. just, it's going to get released with eight other ID titles on some yeah. random Wednesday and I might miss it. So 
Um, there's so much from the program, but it's it's good because two years ago, you know, it, a lot of indie developers were like, we're never developing for a Microsoft console. They're yeah, it's changed. It has changed. Um, so mm-hmm. it's good that they've. Well, let's get into games people care around. about again. Um, <laughs> uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> I know. Pre-ordered. I know. Now people care about these. Games yeah. Uh, number three, number three. All right. Oh, number three, number um, three. I I know. <laughs> I know. I was a huge fan of it the uh, Tomb Raider reboot, as it were, and yeah. uh, I will definitely be checking this out at some point. But what more new stuff did they show off at E three? Uh, it was it was pretty much more yeah, of the same. I think. Just looked, okay, it, it did look they brought amazing. Tombs back. Like... That was the big take home, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, Lara looked different. Imagine to me. that. Yeah. Tomb Raider Lara looked tombs. quite different. I thought she did. Um, that was the other thing I took from it. Yeah, they showed like a icy, like they're climbing up a, a mountain, yes. and then there's yes. disaster, so, and yeah. her getting through that. So it was another live gameplay demo, um, which and it looked excellent. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of the previous one, this is definitely yeah. You know, visually, it's probably one of the better games I've seen. This to be honest, it looks amazing. And this is to use. And a, they've confirmed it's a holiday release this year, right. so yeah. it will be here this yeah. holiday. It, well, first on only Xbox. on Xbox this holiday, and then next yeah. year everywhere else. So right, um, one of these timed exclusives. All right, um, rare replay collection. So Who's going to be buying in the uh, pre-ordered, by the way? But first of all, Number this four. was so <laughs> excellently done. They had like this; it all went really dark, and then they threw up these sort of banners. Banners um, with, yeah, with like, like yeah, with all the old characters, and it was like Benjamin Kazooie, and and the crowd were going every time a new banner went up. The crowd were cheering. It was really cool, and everyone was like, "What is this? It's like all these old Nintendo characters, and it's just really strange." And then. Um, <laughs> Then they made the announcement. I don't think anyone was expecting this. And 10,000 games. So, yeah, 30 games, 30 classic rare games on a single disc for 30 bucks um, with 10,000 gamers. Well, and that that was all they had to say, really. Everyone just went nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think this has been one of the ones that's been on that feedback program. One of the, the... the more requested things has been like bring back Conquer, yeah. bring back Battletoads, bring... <laughs> like listen, all of them in one day. I wonder right, sometimes well. though, like how many people played Battletoads back in the day and actually remember? Because that game is hard. Yeah, so they complain all about games now. They like that game. Conquer's bad for a day. By the time they get to the N sixty four stuff, like Last Cornell, it's not hard. They're they're like solid platform games. So those those early Nintendo games, they were hard. Yep. And I just this is another one that was on the uh, Daily Show, and they actually said. If you think gaming's hard, now, <laughs> wait till you play to the games. And they've actually well, put they... in like a rewind feature. Oh. So if you die in a level, <laughs> you can rewind because it <laughs> compared to what you But you know, there's going to be an achievement to beat it without the rewind feature, which is uh, just going to drive people yeah. absolutely insane. Um, but I'm interested to see if it's like like Halo Master Chief, just like there's like seven million achievements <laughs> in one game. Oh, don't man! I'm or if they're going to spread this. it out, <laughs> spread it out, you know, per title. I, like, I, don't know, well. I think it will be on the same twenty list. for Conquer. But did oh, you? A nightmare. Did you look at the? Them. <laughs> <laughs> did you look at the list of games? Though I thought it was interesting because, like, I. I always thought I really knew a lot of the rare stuff. And, and considering there are games that they made, like Donkey Kong Country, that obviously can't be on this collection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But really, like, everything pre-N64, except yeah, for Battletoads, I'm like, what's that? I played Jetpack on my Spectrum back in the huh. day. <laughs> Jetpack, yeah. Yeah, so th- there's still, like, I think for a lot of people, there's going to be stuff on there they've actually never experienced with yeah, well, so, yeah. games. So, um, it's such a good yeah, price point a as well, deal. isn't it? Because yeah, they, they could have made it more than that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's another reason I just thought. Sort of I mean, Cameo is an Xbox 360 game. I know it's an early Xbox 360 game, but Viva Pinata and Viva mm-hmm. Pinata Trouble in Paradise, these, these aren't NES games. These were full yeah, $60 games. Well. I, yeah, so uh, that that was another excellent announcement, obviously exclusive thing. So um, another good get for Microsoft. Definitely. All right. uh, next on our list is Sea of Thieves. So this was like a cartoony Assassin's Creed boat thing. Yeah, but it definitely seemed to be like a, an MMO mm-hmm. type thing. There was there was lots of different players in there, like ships yes. fighting each other with different people. And there were gamer tags on it, people's heads. <clears throat> yeah, it was intriguing, but it's another one where you don't know anything no. about it. Well, there's lots of ships. What, it, what was yeah, really interesting... It's definitely pirate-based. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a rare title. Um, so this was, yeah. you know, Rare's folks were still up on stage and they got to talk about this. But we knew Rare was working on something, or at least that was the rumor. And of course, the automatic thought is this is a Connect Sports 3 or it's <laughs> something Connect related <laughs> yeah. because they've basically been Microsoft's Connect monkeys for a while. And um, yeah. so it was, um, I mean, I love the Connect and the fact that it's completely not represented now makes me a little sad. But it was nice. It's nice to see Rare be able to do something else with development and kind yeah. of flex that muscle and do Agreed. different things. All right, let's get virtual. Valve VR and Oculus are partnering with Microsoft. Um, who's ready to wear a headset in their living room? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I I last tried that with a virtual boy. Oh God, I had I one too. I'm ready to make the jump again. Um, I mean, this stuff looks cool, but a lot of what I love about gaming, right, is the the couch co-op and multiplayer component. And in order for me and my buddy to enjoy Oculus, we each need to have one. So it seems a little prohibitively expensive. So I'm happy right now to stick with what I have. Um, I think it's a good move by yes, Microsoft, yeah. though, because you've got, you've got Sony working on their own and how much money are they pumping into that? Right. And they've just gone, oh, yeah, they're just picking back the other ones. With like, their two big, yeah. biggest rivals. <laughs> and then, like, here, we'll just give you a controller and everything's cool. And Yeah, the uh, Oculus announcement's cool, isn't it? I mean, that that came out before E3, but. Um, right. Yeah. I, I was I was excited by that. I thought that was cool because you can use your uh, Windows 10 PC to like a middleman to to pump the graphics onto the Oculus, right? Uh, and you can stream your Xbox One to the PC to do that. So you can effectively play Xbox One games on your Oculus Rift, which is pretty huge, really, because yeah. no one thought that was going to happen. So I, I'm I'm excited to some... try it. It'll probably become better down the yeah. line because at the minute it's just like projecting mm. you in a cinema screen, right. and you can see the game like as if you were. So yeah, you can play Xbox One on the toilet or something with a headset on. But I'm sure down the down the, down the line they'll probably pre-ordered. Start working. <laughs> they'll probably start working on some proper. You you probably get some proper virtual um, reality experiences. I have some of them on the toilet almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> the Oculus was at. Packs as well. I missed all this time in between. I didn't really get to talk about it. And there was this one game there that seemed awesome. And if that came to the one, I'd probably be like, yeah, so even though I wouldn't want to spend the money. But it was something like, you have to defuse the bomb or everyone will die. And the way that the game worked is whoever wore the virtual reality headset saw the bomb, and your partner didn't have an Oculus, but they had a giant book 
of different bomb configurations. So the person wearing the Oculus had to explain to the person what the bomb looked like, and then they had to find it until you had to defuse it oh, cool. so that it didn't explode okay. the world. So they're, they're kind of neat uses for it. Like, people are already in there developing, so this isn't just this thing that's randomly going in the wild, which is why it's it's smart that Microsoft just partnered with somebody yeah, that's exactly, already yeah. out there and their development kits out there. So we may see things, we will see things that are beyond just you're sitting in a cinema watching your friend play your Xbox. All right. HoloLens! Mm, they spent a lot of time on this. This was impressive. Yeah. It was actually impressive. I so, was watching the <laughs> conference at work because I'm a really good worker. And I... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to tab between windows to make it so I'm not just watching. And they got to the HoloLens part and explained they had a camera that could show us what the person with the HoloLens was seeing. And they showed Minecraft. And when he said, project world onto that table, and the table yeah. showed the world, I audibly was like, wow, in the middle of, I work in a library. So it was like, oh, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> It was really cool. But it didn't just stuff. project it, did it? It's like the, the world appeared, then it all dropped out like all the blocks yeah. as if yeah. it was inside the table and then rose up. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then he could, like, all the all the commands he used worked, you know, yeah. light that on fire yeah. and do the thing. Like, I'm not a Minecraft person, so when he ended with, like, look, it's a zombie pig, I'm sure that meant something. Yeah, it I didn't mean get anything that either. To me, but it was, <laughs> it was cool stuff. I mean, that's it. I don't know that I'm sold on HoloLens, but it nah. was really cool stuff to watch. Yeah, it won't make me pick it up, but it looked awesome. Yeah, I've got a 3DS that has augmented reality stuff yeah. in it. I used it for about five minutes, and I was like, how cool is this? And then I've never used it. I think it. I did the same thing, Rich. Well, Microsoft... Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft was big on that, though. They kept saying, you know, it's virtual reality and mixed reality. So that's definitely yeah. the, the phrasing they're going with. Is HoloLens is about mixed reality. It's not just... You know, you exist. That was another thing they did on the Daily Show. Do you know when you, if you're actually at E3 and you and you want to go and experience the the new Halo game mode, when you go in, they measure your head. There's like a queue to go and play it, and they measure your head and they give you an, like um, a Hololens, and you go in and you're in like as if you're in Halo, uh. and you go in and it looks like a ship, and then they're projecting like up on the table. Do you know? Is it like a graphics of how the game works and what oh, you're looking for cool. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And then you go and play the game. <laughs> I mean, pretty cool. I look forward definitely. to trying it. I'm, I'll definitely have a go of it at Gamescom and I'll let you know what it's actually like. Sounds excellent. It depends on the price. The price is the big mm. thing. Mm-hmm. If, if it's going to cost like $1,000, then it, not many people are going to pick it up, are they? Yeah, you <laughs> would hope it's in pricing structure would be similar to something like Connect because that's, that's what all this stuff is doing is replacing that yeah. as the you know next motion controller you know whatever special controller so if it's much more expensive than that it's not going to move many units and i'm sure they're keeping that in mind as they develop the thing although they yeah. did announce 150 dollar controller so what else? <laughs> yeah quite yeah that's subsidizing the hololens development all right speaking of subsidizing development gears ultimate edition um <laughs> I'm just going to clear space Yay, for Michelle. So Michelle, go ahead <laughs> and, and enjoy this yeah. moment and tell us, as the Gears <laughs> Ultimate person, your thoughts on Gears <laughs> Ultimate Edition. Um, well, first thing, I, um, so that there's clarity on it. And I think um, someone asked in the TA podcast mailbag thread on the site, um, Thrash Forever, I think, about... Uh, the, why didn't they do Gears 2 and Gears 3? Why are we just getting Gears 1? Um, this isn't like Halo Master Chief Collection. Halo Master Chief mm-hmm. Collection, they redid Halo 2. 
Everything else was just a port of that game. So this is more yeah. like Halo 2 within there. It is a complete reworking from the ground up of Gears 1. So everything's being redone. So that's why we're not getting all three in a single package. Uh, the development time's a lot more intense. Um, I'm very excited. I wish I could play the beta, but I'm one of those folks that got stuck with the hi, we sent you a code, but it doesn't work error. I'm on it. Oh, <laughs> jealousy. I'm going to be away this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to play um, the beta at all, but that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. It seems like they modernized it to match some of the stuff we expect in the current gears that we've been playing. Um, and that yeah, they've da- they've added some of the stuff from Halo. Uh, sorry, from Gears Three. Mm-hmm. You know, like spotting enemies, all the different things you used to in the Gears Three, but back on Gears One. It's, it's awesome. Right. Um. And I think it's also a discount price. I think it's forty dollars instead of sixty. Um. I think it's been listed, yeah. so it's not a you know you're not paying sixty for it. And obviously, this is to whet the appetite for. Gears 4, which um, was also announced immediately after that. Um, And it looks like more Gears, so if you like Gears, that's wonderful. Um, It seems like they are sticking to their guns about it not being about Delta Squad anymore, so no Marcus, no... Well, obviously, you know. So um, (laughs) there are different types of enemies in there, too. Those weren't locusts that we know, so they kind of just showed us... And that that was live gameplay, I think, going on, too, so it's... I was scared, actually. They looked quite scary. Yeah, it was like... I was quite scared. It was very dark. Yeah, that was my problem. I I honestly couldn't tell what was going on for because it was so dark. And I'm sure it was just the settings on my monitor, but I I couldn't see much of what was going on. Um, But that's next year. So this is exactly the same kind of Halo structure. Here's our remake, and then a year on... Here's our our new one, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do betas within that. And yep. whatnot, but and it's out in August as well. Yeah, Ultimate Edition that, is. That surprised August me how quick soon. it's coming out. Very soon, under the Coalition, the new de- newly dubbed yeah. development team responsible for Gears games, um, which is basically Epic minus Cliffy B. So yep. we're in for more of the same. So if you like Gears as I do, very exciting stuff. Uh, but I don't think it's going to change your mind if you weren't into it before. No, I wouldn't have still just so. a third-person cover shooter. Yep. I will follow that one with more interest and uh, hopefully pick it up next holiday. I will start to get excited next year about it. <laughs> I haven't pre-ordered it yet, though, for all my excitement. I haven't I'm kind of dragging my feet, but I, I will definitely wind up with that on day one. All right. Let's talk about Jonathan's day one game. Um, <laughs> we're going to start talking about Bethesda. I will, I've got to go now, actually, so... <laughs> so we're going to talk about Battle Cry. <laughs> no. Michelle, did you want to go now? <laughs> you know, actually, this is a good spot for me to go since we've gone through most of the okay. major Microsoft stuff, and you guys can go and uh, chat about the rest of the conference. I don't think I have anything to say about the remainder uh, as as not the big Bethesda person in the room. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a Sunday conference, and I missed most of it, and I was like, oh, wow. But Fallout people are thrilled. Jay will take that over. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get moving. Okay, bye. Um, Have a good trip. So, yeah, <laughs> Jay's been waiting for an hour and fifteen minutes to talk. You know how hard this is for him. <laughs> All right, enjoy the rest of the discussion right. on E3, and I'll catch you All next right. time. All right, excellent. Thanks. See bye. you. Bye. 
All right, let's talk about Bethesda. Um, I actually got to see a little bit of the Bethesda press conference. Uh, came back into town Sunday night. We were out of town for a wedding. And then I watched the season finale of Game of Thrones, and then I switched over to watch the Bethesda news conference. So let's kind of go in order of what I am not excited about to what I am very excited about. Um, Battlecry. Are any of you excited about Battlecry? Nope. No. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Doom. Uh, Doom looked super gory and violent and had tons of gun porn in it. Uh, it's something I could be interested in. How about you guys? Yeah, I agree with that. It, definitely gun porn. Um, he can carry... It looks like he can carry up to eight weapons at once, which is awesome. Um, it looked like it could be pretty terrifyingly scary in places. Pretty dark. Uh, incredibly gory. Amazing execution moves. It looked awesome. I'm, I think I'm going to pick it up. I haven't pre-ordered it, but I think it, I will. It could quite possibly be like the bloodiest game I think yeah. I've seen. It, it had the chainsaw executions to rival. Yeah, yeah it did. It looked it looked yeah. really impressive. Actually, I was very impressed. Excellent. Um, so the game that, uh, aside from the obvious, the game that I'm probably most excited about so far uh, is Dishonored Two which I was an unabashed fan of the first Dishonored. I think it's probably one of the best games of the last generation. And the fact that they're doing a sequel, which surprises nobody. Um, everyone kind of knew they were working on a sequel. But the fact that it's going to have dual protagonists and you can play as Emily uh, Caldwin, who was the uh, daughter of the Empress who you rescued in the first one, that to me is really exciting, that they're giving it a female protagonist and also the option to play as Corvo, who is the protagonist from the first game, and they'll have different powers, and the trailer looked awesome, although it's all just CG, so I don't know what... Basically, they're saying it's going to be released in the spring of 2016. I will probably be a day one buyer of this, um, but also, for those who missed out on Dishonored, which, as I said, probably one of the best games of last generation, they're going to have a definitive edition on Xbox One that includes their amazing DLC. They had two really great DLC packs into that game, um, so they're going to bring that to the Xbox One in August. Uh, have either of you? Did either of you play Dishonored, or Vice scared you away by telling you how awesome it is? No, no, no. I played. Um, <laughs> I played. Hasn't it got two ridiculously stupid achievements in it? See, this is yes. the problem. What I do, I start a game and then I look at the achievement list, which I shouldn't do, but I do, and then I see there's an achievement for not getting detected the entire oh, game. Oh yeah. And I see there's another achievement for not getting yeah. killed the entire game. So I think, right, I'm going to go for these achievements. And then I play it, and I and I invest a lot of time in that first like probably what normally people normally take like fifteen minutes to do because they're not worried about getting killed or seen. Um, but I, I don't know. I played it for about four hours, and I got to one point where I was trying to get into this mansion, and I kept getting spotted, uh, which obviously was screwing that achievement, which I so far up until that point was on for. Uh, but this is like level three probably of of I don't know how many twenty. Um, and because I kept getting spotted, it just annoyed me so much that I never got around to finishing the game. But you, you are right. I should go and do it. I should go and play it properly. Maybe I'll pick up the remastered one. I was supposed to review it, ah. <laughs> and then, and then, luckily, uh, Forza Horizon dropped oh, at the same time. Oh man! And and Davy Marshall was like, "Do you want Forza Horizon or Dishonored?" I was like, mm, Forza. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." But, uh, you did, did that review. Did it surprise you, you that they, they're doing a? No, definitive edition. not really. Um, I I figured they would do some kind of a bundle. I think I actually put that in my E3 predictions thing that we ran as a top five, that they would do some yeah. sort of a, a bundle. Um, so I'm not surprised that that is happening. 
especially because that game, it, it, it did release so late in the life cycle, and it does give kind of that ramp up to the sequel to give people a chance to get into it again. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, the only, and Rich, just for you, the only achievement I did not get in that game was finish the game without purchasing any supernatural powers or enhancements besides Blink, which meant I would have had to play through the game like a fourth time. But I got all oh, the other achievements. God. Wow. Um, You're not going to get the special edition, though, surely. No, I'm not going to buy a game twice. You've played it three yeah. times already. Um, <laughs> I, and I love that game a lot, but I'm still not going to buy it twice. I will, however, totally buy the sequel, and I may actually buy a ridiculous edition of the sequel, uh, because I like oh, it that much. <laughs> That's the way to support the devs. Exactly. Um, yeah. Speaking of supporting devs, uh, Fallout 4 I, hmm. makes me happy. It makes me very happy that it's coming out this year. Uh, I think I sent out a tweet that was like, in quotes, I said, Jenny, cancel my November appointments. <laughs> yes, I'm in Thanksgiving too, because American Thanksgiving is at the end of uh, November. But I'm I'm going to be a day one buyer of Fallout 4. I, I, I want it bad. I may even, we actually had a question come into the TA mailbag about the Pip-Boy edition I may actually break down and buy the Pit Boy edition um, because Tell me that, about that. What's looks. That? Did you not see it? Uh, it? Okay, are you familiar with what a Pip Boy is, Rich? Uh, in the Fallout game, is that not yeah. the, the cartoony like kids' face it's, thing that's on everything? Sort of. The Pit Boy, it, it's basically a, ma- a gigantic wristwatch gauntlet thing that contains your like PDA right, and yeah, your. Yeah. It's it's the massive computer you wear on your arm. Okay. So the Pip-Boy edition is going to come with one of those that is actually functional within the game world. <laughs> um, and how much it is looks really cool. It's like $120 or something like that, right. so double the price of the game. Um, but you use your smartphone, don't you? Yeah, you family. can use your smartphone. It shows all your oh, that's cool. Yeah, you, can, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just Are you going to sit wearing it? Uh, no, I will not sit there wearing it. It'll... <laughs> It'll eventually make its way to my desk at work because I've got so many video game things on my desk at work right now. This will be given a place of honor um, if I end up getting it. Uh, but I'm, yeah, everything they showed me about Fallout 4 just makes me excited. Um, the only thing they have not announced that I would want in that game is some kind of online co-op so I could play it with friends. Do you know what That's I the want only th- in that game that they haven't announced yet? Do tell. A console that you can type add yeah. achievement one. Add achievement two. <laughs> add achievement. Uh, I could go on. No, I, I, I get that. And that's it's it's the joke. <laughs> it's the joke to make. Um, okay, sorry. But I uh I think I put I made it. three hundred I probably put three hundred hours into oh. Fallout three. I got all of the achievements, and the only thing that stopped me from playing the game more was the fact that I ran out of achievements to get. Um, because that game wow. was the bee's knees for me, um, so I. It it looks really impressive from from what they showed. It it did look really impressive, and I'll, I'll probably get sucked right into the hype. That's what I did and with three, and, it, and then yeah, that's what I did with three, and then probably about three or four hours into it, I realised it's just mm. not for me. But I, if they had co-op, it would probably be something I would. Doesn't really play. work as a co-op game, though, does it? Um, it could, it, it could. No. Uh, that that's the one thing I know. A couple of buddies of mine really wanted in Skyrim was co-op, and then you know they try they're doing Elder Scrolls Online, which they spent a lot of time mm-hmm. on. That I don't think anybody really cares about. Um, some people probably do. I know I do have a friend who is playing it, um, but I just have I have no interest in Elder Scrolls Online. But I 
if Fallout 4 had some kind of online co-op, I would be even more excited. But this is the game. I'm all in on this game. I'm going to be a day one buyer. It's coming out uh, in November. Like I mentioned, uh, I think it's like November 10th is what they said. I'm going to look it up here again real quick. Yeah, I think it's so, November 10th. What did you think of the um, announcement in the Microsoft one about the mod? Yeah, oh, the I'm glad you brought that, that up. Um, I, I, I'm scared. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, <laughs> eventually, I might if modders do really cool things with it. But right now, I just, I just want Fallout Four. Um, and it's great that they're <laughs> going to be supporting mod the mod community um, because I know modders do a lot. Do you have exposure to that at the moment? Do you because uh, like this? It, everyone was going nuts about this, but I don't really understand what that really means in a practical sense. I remember for Skyrim, Skyrim yeah. they did like uh, some amazing mod, and people are still playing it now because of some of yeah. the mods. Because once you finish the game, it adds an extra whatever another two hundred hours to it if you put oh, some of the mods on. So sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it, I mean, I think it's great, and like I think Skyrim is probably the most modded big game on Steam right now. So the the fact yeah. that Bethesda's games are typically very highly supported by the mod community, me and the fact that Microsoft is going to allow those mods to come to Xbox One, I think that is huge news that'll kind of extend the life of and Fallout you, Four. You get um, the backwards compatibility for Fallout yes. Three as well, don't you? With it, oh yeah, yeah. for free, yeah. Which is so, good, if you like that yeah. kind of thing, and you have yeah, more than anything else, yeah. um, Bethesda had my top two announcements with Dishonored Two and Fallout Four. Um, which may surprise people because we're going to shift down to EA and EA announced Mass Effect Andromeda, which, okay, cool. It was a nothing announcement though, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, it was a nothing announcement. It was yeah. basically Bioware openly titling the game that everybody knows they've been working on, showing off stuff that is just CG and probably won't be in the game, not telling you anything about it. It's just the acknowledgement, hey, here's the title of the game and it's coming. And I will play it when it comes out. I guarantee that. Pre-ordered. Did you? Yep. I love Mass Effect. Do you? Mm. Not the first one, but the other two. Oh, yeah. That, that's probably... I have a, no. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, one of the few trailers I actually, you know, sat down. I think I'd just come in from, like, a 100-degree afternoon, getting campers picked <laughs> up, like, on the black asphalt, just sweating and disgusting. And I'm like, ooh. I think Mark Pilkington, or Mark Holling said, sorry, wrote up the uh, story about it because he's just as big of a Mass Effect nerd as I am. And I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, all right. I, I still got oh. quite excited. Okay. Cool. It, it, it takes more <laughs> than a CG announcement trailer to get me excited. Although Dishonored 2 did excite me, but I think that's more of... Dishonored but 2. But I think <laughs> what just excited me about Dishonored 2... Fallout 4. How much gameplay did you Oh, I Fallout think there was 4? a lot of gameplay. In that press conference for Fallout 4, they showed a oh, lot okay. of gameplay. Um, but the Dishonored 2 okay. stuff was more just, they showed conceptual direction more than the Mass Effect one. Like, they showed that you will play as a female protagonist. Yeah, there was nothing. They, they, talk, they, they showed off more of what the game will actually be about. That's what got me excited. Like, if they could have just yeah, said all that, and I would have been I, excited. I but um, anyway, more Mass Effect coming. I will be excited about that when I actually say something. Do we have any sort of date on that? I, I was just looking for that. Um, I 2016. At some point, okay. um, I would imagine holiday. Uh, I'm literally looking for it right, right now, um, and I'm having trouble finding it in our E3 coverage because there's so much E3 coverage. 
Uh, I know, it's ridiculous. So, Need for Speed, this is probably more up YouTube's alley. Why don't you tell me more about Need for Speed? Yeah. Dave, did you see this? This looked it gorgeous. Did, it? It looked and this gorgeous, was interesting because, gorgeous. A, it's called Need for Speed. No no other bit. Um, yeah. And B, the guy from EA that was uh, from the development team was talking about them taking various parts of previous titles. They're all quite different yeah. in, in various ways uh, and melding them all into this one super ultimate Need for Speed game. Um, and I know it sounds odd that racing games can have sort of anything about them that isn't really racing, but the Need for Speed games have tried to evolve the the formula yeah. into either stories or different modes or various other stuff or cop feed robber or, or something that's a bit different each time. So uh, I was all over this and I have pre-ordered. One thing I did notice was the um, the upgrading of your car. Like That was pretty mm-hmm. in-depth. Like I don't remember loads that from the of customization. Yeah, they were saying that was the most asked for thing. I mean, I just I don't care about that stuff. I just want to drive, but some people love all that. Was it actually gameplay that they showed? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it did. It did look pretty special. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm, I've I have pre-ordered, and it's I imagine <laughs> it's this this November, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think it's. This yeah, year, yeah, just yeah. confirm Mass Effect Andromeda Holiday 2016. So that okay. that and so a whole year yeah. I've pre-ordered that well. Yeah, that and Gears Four look to be the Microsoft games for. Well, Andromeda is going to be a multi-platform game, but um, yeah, those will be the games I'll be interested in next holiday. Uh, let's move on to the next game in the EA list is the new Mirror's Edge. Um, Damn, this looked beautiful. Have you seen this yet? I have not. Yeah. Oh, you need to see this. Okay, it's it's stunning in its um, visuals. But the the one thing about it when they suddenly went into gameplay mode was I remembered the clunky control scheme. Mm. It is it is a tricky game to pick up, yeah. and, it, and you could see that happening again. But it, it looked beautiful, and I will I probably will pick this up. I haven't pre-ordered it, but I some I'm things I did notice definitely from watching it was the actual gameplay. Like on the first one, it was all, you had to jump off. Like, was it red items mm-hmm. in the world? You can like, yeah, head towards red. Things. There was way less red, wasn't there? Yeah, whereas this, it just looks like anything that you can actually reach, you can parkour over it. Yeah, so. love me some parkour. Um, it, yeah, graphically, it looked fantastic, though. It really did. All right. Um, the next game on the list I know nothing about, it says Unravel. Uh, is that the, that's... This looks super cute, actually. Uh, I'm not in the mood for cute games anymore. <laughs> it had a sort of Sackboy, uh, Little Big Planet feel, but um, yeah. there was a gu- the guy that um, did the presentation was so nervous. He just oh, felt yeah. so sorry for him. He was physically shaking, and he brought out this little and um, the the main character. He had a little puppet of it, and he as he held it up, his his, his hands, hands like just shaking all over the place. Yeah. He felt so sorry for the guy. <laughs> but um, basically, the, it's like a yarn. Everything's made of yarn in in this world, um, and the main guy is made of yarn and he can fire off yarn to you know climb things and do stuff it, it just looked quite quite interesting it didn't really fit in with anything else no. in ea's presentation <laughs> yeah. at all it was very like um change of tack when this when this came mm-hmm. on but uh it looked interesting i would need to see more really it was a it was a platformer and it platformer. depends what tack if it's going to be a full retail game then pff, it's going to have to be a bit more special than what it showed i agree but... If it, if it's a download like fifteen pounds something like that, then I'd probably give it a go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It just was odd in the, in a sea of 
almost <laughs> quadruple A titles and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to see this poor guy. No wonder he was nervous. Yeah, I just found the story. Join Yarny on his big adventure. Um, yeah, I. Eh. Cool. All right, that's going to make someone happy. Um, let's move on to the game that's going to make everybody happy, though. Star Wars Battlefront. Now, I, I do have oh, to say, man. I was um, working at my desk, I think it was yesterday, and one of my Facebook friends, who is not a gamer, sends me a Facebook message like, have you seen this? And it was just a YouTube <laughs> link. And I'm like, what? And I clicked it, and it was the Battle of Hoth trailer that was captured yeah, from yeah, like ps4 trailer, yeah and my jaw just it's hit so the table good, isn't it? i know it's so good i was blown away by um, that um uh, i can't remember what time of night it was by the time this came on but we everyone in the office so we, we had a little office um uh, beer and pizza evening to watch e3 because obviously we're eight hours behind yep. most of these shows yeah you are so it, we were i think we were watching this about 1am and uh we were just going nuts for it it looked amazing absolutely amazing you know, the thing that got me the most was the like, oh the yeah sound the sound is great. Sound. It the sound dice, got, like, dice uh, nails the sound. sound they always nail the sound um, that is one thing dice always does um, the, do you guys want to know the bad news about this game Go on. it's coming out a week, a week after Fallout 4 so I won't play it for a while uh, uh, that oh, saves me news. worrying about something <laughs> yeah <laughs> That, I, I, no, but every, everything about it looked brilliant. I think they said it was forty-player. Yeah, that particular mode was. Just and everything so, about solo it. Solo missions incredible. available, co-op, split screen, so everything you could want from it. Yeah, is there. I, can, I cannot wait for this it, game. It does uh, look so good with knobs on. It, yeah, yeah, it does look so good. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, if if it were not Fallout Four, that would be the game that I'd be freaking out about way more than anything else. Uh, because it just looks. I'm not amazing. even a Star Wars fan. Like I remember, my brother used to watch Star Wars all the time, and it used to wind me up. But just looking at that, <laughs> it's like, wow! I'm gonna have to go and watch the films again now. <laughs> well, and it it's perfect because it's leading into the new films released this holiday. Yeah. It's just that yeah. brand synergy. It's just keeping rolling. All right. Speaking of brand synergy, uh, we got another South Park game coming from Ubisoft, um, <laughs> who I hit the ball out of the park with um, their South Park game. Uh, Stick of Truth. That was one of the favorite games of last year. That's a game that if it came to Xbox One, I would buy that remaster because it it hits so late in the 360. Oh, really? This is gonna be exactly yeah. the same though. Why do you need it remastered? Um, it's not like it's missing a graphical. Flavor. No, it's just that I very much moved on from my 360. I only turn it on to download games with backwards Bolt. compatible. Backwards compatible. I know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's actually a really good point, Rich. Maybe I should start looking for that on discount. Uh, you've just shattered my fragile little world. Oh, I fractured your butthole. Wow. Okay, for those who who don't know the time right now, it is past Rich's bedtime in the UK. So that's why things have gone off the rails. No, this is it's the South Park reference. Okay. Um, Fractured But Whole is the name of the game. Um, I will definitely yeah. be following this one with a little more interest. Uh, I can only wonder how long it's going to take them to get it done. Just because Stick of Truth took so long, so many delays. Uh, I can only hope that they've learned their process to get it out, and it'll be out sooner rather than later. Yeah, they. Um, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone came on stage, actually, so... Uh, this was the first game on the yeah, they opened with conference. It, yeah. They opened with it, and um, it was a cool way to open because it, it was it was laugh out loud funny. The trailer, um, and they <laughs> you could tell Ubisoft was on later than all the others because they were f bombing within seconds oh, of yeah. being on stage. 
Um, it was it was it was, cool. it was well, well they're French the yeah and there was stuff about the, the microphones and stuff. They, they're a oh, French company God. what do you expect from a French company um, <laughs> but but you say that but Aisha Taylor yeah who has done their presentations a lot she's oh, yeah. shoulders above every she's other she's amazing any yeah, other yeah. show she's so good so good um, but it was cool yeah I'm I'm interested to see it it it, it just looked really funny yeah. Oh, you can't All right. The, um, the next game on the list is called For Honor, which I literally just clicked the story. They went tell, big on Tell this. me about it. It this really went big good. on this. It looked quite good. It looked it? a bit okay. like Rise, um, yep. but like multiplayer um, sort of. Uh, I think they were doing two teams of four. Two teams were, of four, yeah. To be honest, it was two massive armies fighting against each other, but within those two armies were four players where you could see their actual gamer tags above their heads. So you knew they were human or human controlled um lots of fmv but again lots of violence it, it was it was rise wasn't it but multiplayer yeah. rise uh with big armies and you seem to be able to pick from different i don't know periods of times and places like there was vikings it was yeah like it was weird group. it was like cutting between different settings um constantly so you'd see the same samurai character vikings. running through uh but suddenly the background and the costume would change to a different era um yeah, it looks interesting. I have no, no nothing more about it. Looks interesting, but if that's going to be just a solely multiplayer game, no kind of story to it or anything, it needs it, story. It, doesn't it, it needs more than just four players hitting each other with swords. Yeah, agreed. They then announced... said as well, "Oh, it's going to come. When can you play it?" And he went, "Twelve o'clock tomorrow." At the On booth. the Ubisoft stand, <laughs> yeah, he was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was weird, wasn't it? Um, I agree. In fact, that guy was a weirdo, that Jason Vandenberger. Oh, he, he was well into it. He was very strange. <laughs> um, they then announced two DLC packs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, one was for the crew and one was for Trials, <laughs> Trials Evolution, their weirdest Trials <laughs> okay, trailer. Just pull, pulling the curtain DLC, back, like the, the note on our document that we all share is, Trials Evolution Cat Unicorn <laughs> thing, which to me that is something the kindergartens and first graders might can't just match together. You try and sum it up in more than five I don't. Minutes. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. it yeah, it, watch the trailer. Honestly, it watch was a trailer. unicorn it's... with a purple goatee, with a breathing cat fire, <laughs> and a cat riding on its back. Well, and it come it. out, and that's Trials, and it was like, and what? Apparently it was Trials, <laughs> like because you wouldn't realize it was Trials until the end when it said Trials, <laughs> and Jack was like, yes. <laughs> no, I said Jackie <laughs> getting that. He was like, yeah, day one. <laughs> so Web Webchimp is our resident Trials fan, and uh, he was he was enjoying it, but everyone else was like, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's move down to Trackmania Turbo coming to Xbox One later in November. I have no idea. Yeah, this, this is a quite fun PC. Um, game already isn't it i think yeah um yeah. they had a little on stage demo um you can build tracks uh the thing i took away from it was a i'm definitely gonna buy it and b it was so fast it was like wipe out turboed up fast yeah it's just like it's like crazy tracks that you can create your own and it was it was pretty impressive he said like create a track a one button it made like a new track for you yeah, to play on the, yeah it looked really and it's, cool. it's checkpoint based and the tracks are just crazy, like pretty much upside down mm-hmm. and crazy jumps, and you just got make it through the checkpoints. Yeah. It looks simple, but it did look fun. It's so my sort of game. <laughs> I yeah. will definitely be getting simple, it. Simple, but fun. <laughs> yeah, just simple. <laughs> All right, uh, next on the list, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. They showed off more of that. I am so checked out of Assassin's Creed that I don't know what it would take to bring me back to that franchise. Well, you might want to watch the trailer. Have you seen it? No, I mean, no. It's very different. Okay. Apart from the assassin guy in the background, but the rest of the trailer 
it's very different. It's sort of London, obviously, it's right. in London. Uh, entirely different era. Um, di- really different vibe to the whole thing, sort of like um, crime gangs. I don't know. My it looks interesting my, to me. I, I, my problem with Assassin's Creed is that I think they had it so well done when it was Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, and Brotherhood, yeah. And Ezio mm-hmm. and Brotherhood, and, and I, I liked them. And then 3 was, like, boring. Yep. Uh, still a similar gameplay, and then I've, I just can't yeah. get into it as much now. I think I I'm worried about the same happening to Gears when now they've dropped Marcus and Dominus. Well, I think what's gonna like the difference between Gears Assassin's Creed for me was the character. The, I think the thing that's gonna separate Assassin's Creed from Gears is that they annualize Assassin's Creed, and every year it just kept getting worse. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I, I mean, I've heard that uh, Black Flag was really good, but then I unit Black Flag yeah, was brilliant. Then Unity be, came yeah. and was just a technical crap show. Uh, so I just, yeah. yeah, I maybe if they maybe if like Black Flag comes to games with gold on the Xbox One, maybe I'll play that, give it a shot. But I, I the, here's, I think you should watch okay. the trailer just so you can work on the accent but and nothing else. If you listen, <laughs> all right, if you listen to the podcast this far, you're obviously a big fan of the site. And I'm gonna digress a little bit in that. My time for playing games has gotten so much less just in the past six months. Like, I don't have a ton of time to play games. So I'm really prioritizing quality of time over quantity of time. So I've dinged a couple of games as negatives, like, for long completion times. And that can be seen as a... Yeah, that can be seen as a positive for some people, and it can be seen as a negative for others. Uh, But it's one of those things where I think a lot of gamers, like, all of our ages, like, you're both dads with kids, you know, your time is precious... So yeah. finding those experiences where it's just a really good experience and it doesn't have to be 60 hours long, that's a big yeah. thing for me. So when it comes to games like Assassin's Creed, where you would got to win me back in to even try it, and then knowing that it's another one of those bigger games and longer experiences, I'm less likely to spend my time on a game that has to win me back versus a game where I'm actually genuinely interested in playing it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I won't pick so, it up. I mean, I'm well, certainly not day one. Um, I'll pick it up, no doubt, because I'll try and hope it's awesome. Yeah, because... And Dave, you're kind of our Assassin's Creed guy. Like yeah. you've reviewed the past couple of them for us. You're the guy we go to for expertise on that. <laughs> um, but let's get back on track. Um, Ubisoft ended their conference by showing off Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. And this was they should have really unexpected. named this Tom Clancy's Ghosts because Tom, Tom Clancy no longer with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that was a bad joke. Yeah, I want to apologize for that one right now. By that presentation. You got to take the good with the bad, and most of mine's bad. So, um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, tell me about this. Are you guys all in on this? Yeah, I'm interested. It's a a totally new, like, imagining of the franchise, isn't it? It's all open world. It seems to be co-op. Like, you go from area to area. Different missions and things pop up. I don't know. Maybe there was. was, Well, there was. Well, what was the last one? Advanced Warfighter. Advanced Warfighter had co-op. So I, I hope it is if it's going to be this big open world. It was all about drug cartels, um, yeah. South American mm. drug cartels, um, smashing up their labs, uh, vehicle driving, uh, drugs, money, guns, lots of blood, <laughs> skydiving. Yeah. I don't know, it looked amazing. It was just so unexpected and um, I can't wait to try it. I, I, I'm excited for this. But it's, it's another really one of them. I want, to see, I want to see what the gameplay looks like because it's another Ubisoft one that you know will change yeah, quite a bit before it releases. I, I like the look of this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm All interested. Right. Intrigued. Good deal. 
Um, let's move on to Square Enix. Got a couple of games to hit there. Uh, the first one is Hitman, which I'm literally just playing that up now. It's going to be an episodic release. Uh, and oh, yeah. I didn't actually realize that. That could be interesting. interesting. I and going back to what our digression was, like episode. I'm fine with episodic releases. Like if they're like two or three hours of really good content, and then I wait a couple months for another hit of that. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I'm really enjoying what Telltale is doing with Game of Thrones right yeah. now, so that I can play that in an evening, really enjoy it, be excited for the next one, and then can kind of put it out of my mind for a while. But uh, so, what, what I took from this is it's digi- it's releasing first digital only mm-hmm. in December. And yeah, it's going to be episodic, adding new missions. But these things like uh, they're going to add targets to the world, and once that target's gone, it's gone forever. Ooh. Mm. So like it's up to you and like the rest of the community to figure out how to get this guy in this twenty-four hours. And that does sound neat. That sounds cool. Yeah, the la- the last Hitman was brilliant though. Did you? What was the last I, one called? I played Absolution, wasn't it? That, yeah, absolutely. That was brilliant. I played um, maybe four or five levels of that, and then I got a bit bored with it. But the, that's why Episodic would work really well for me because I found it a bit samey. But this was not, if it's coming in December. Why did they just show a trailer twice? They showed it at Sony and Square. Just a trailer, mm-hmm. no gameplay, so it, it's hard to really get a yeah. There was no a grasp of what's going on. The thing I like about Hitman is you can tackle each level in a variety of different ways. And that's the thing I really liked about Dishonored because yeah. you could do the same thing. Um, there was a lot of variety there. Yeah. But the thing I didn't like about Hitman is that I kept getting spotted, and really all <laughs> I wanted to do is run in and shoot everybody, and that doesn't work. Yeah, in this not game. really the way to play that. No, which is a shame. <laughs> So I didn't get on with it particularly right. well. Um, Final Fantasy 15. We really don't know the platform for that, but traditionally, I mean, Final Fantasy, it, this is me putting on a complete BS prognostication hat. Final Fantasy 15 is a game that cannot survive as a console exclusive anymore, especially when the past few have been multi-platform. Like, there's no way Square can make their money back by making it a console exclusive. So I would bet that it is going to come to Xbox One. That being said, I have no interest in it. How about you guys? Well... No, I hadn't no until interest. I saw the trailer, which looked like Sleeping Dogs. It was like... Was that, was that not the Sleeping Dogs trailer? <laughs> <laughs> was there a Sleeping Dogs trailer? <laughs> Hang on. I, I may have been quite drunk by this there's, there's one that's called, is it called Triad Wars? That's like oh, Sleeping Dogs. So you, see, you probably watched that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. let me just edit the notes. I'm well into Triads. <laughs> <laughs> not so much Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15 too. less. So. All right. Was that what it was called? Triad Wars? I think that's oh, what it's called. That yeah, amazing. All right, let's keep going. You guys are tired. We got a couple more things to power through. Um, <laughs> it's late. Just Cause 3. Just Cause 3. You guys are way excited about this. Come on. Yeah. Pre-ordered, pre-ordered, pre-ordered. Yes. Um, massive fan of the series. And this just looks like it's cranked up another notch. Very yeah, cool. Can't crazy. wait to play it. it looked, there were nods to the previous game. So like... Um, tearing down the statues of the evil dictator and um, blowing up the like fuel tanks. Exactly the same as 2, but just graphically a million miles better. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks awesome. Just ridiculously fun. Skydiving with like an RPG on his back. That's one yeah, Wingsuit, <laughs> no, Wingsuit is the new addition <laughs> and the grapple hook seems to have been taken up a notch so you can just... Yeah. Uh, there was a cool bit where he, he fired the grapple hook at uh, 
at an enemy and then fired the other end at a gas canister and then shot the bottom of the gas canister and the gas canister just took off into space and then just took the guy with him. <laughs> it was really cool. I just think there's going to be so much fun to be had in this world. It's like the ultimate sandbox, really. It is exactly that, yeah. <clears throat> it looks so much fun. So uh, that is another pre-order. Good deal. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I was a big fan of Human Revolution on the 360. Ah, so I will... This That was another one of those games where, like, Dishonored, it has some of those achievements where you have to go through the entire game without being yeah, spotted, does, yeah. without killing people. I think I did both of those. Um, wow. The whole trailer, though, showed it was all gunpowder. Oh, yeah. And that's the... That, that's one thing I was a bit confused, because I know that you can take... You, you, have, you have the choice... But it was all gunplay, the trailer. And I know a lot of people seem to be a bit off-put by that. Uh, I think if they're off-put by that, it's because they're not thinking. I mean, gunplay plays to a big audience. Like, people are going to get turned on by that. Fans of Deus Ex know you can play that whole game without firing a shot or killing anybody. So I think they're trying to get to a big audience. But it's coming next year to Xbox One. Um, I predict that it's probably going to be a game that comes out around this time next year. Maybe, like, March, April. Um because if you're, that's the only time when you can fit a game like this in. Because if you're putting this up, yeah. Deus Ex is not one that's going to hold its own against larger franchises in the fall. It's got to. I think Human there. Revolution came out around this. Yeah, sort of time, I think didn't so it? too. It was an unusual. Yeah, it might have been winter, like February, March, something like that. But yeah, I think you're right. Coming out next year, um, which is pretty exciting. And then I see Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Question mark. I didn't add that. I don't know where that came from. Michelle must have put that on. Oh, it, it was in there. It was, it was in there. It looked like Kingdom Hearts. I, I don't really know anything about Kingdom Hearts. I, I mean, I know a lot of people, especially JRPG fans, have really been into Kingdom Hearts. Um, but it is... Uh, they evidently did something at Square Enix and Disney, and they used it to I think say the game was still in development, and yeah. that they showed some stuff off. But there are no, no hints as to when it's coming out, or much more about it so hooray kingdom hearts 3 is not dead um (laughs) but that's the that was the last thing on our list the one thing that i want to add on the fly is um they did activision did talk about the expansion coming to destiny um which i don't know i I, i've gotten sucked back into destiny and i mentioned this i think on a thread somewhere in that destiny is a game where i can come home I may only have 30 or 45 minutes. I can play Destiny for 30 or 45 minutes, feel okay with what I've done. It'll hold my attention for that long. Then I can shut it down and move on. So I've been playing a lot of Destiny recently, um, trying to get some uh, exotic weapons and getting all those things done. So when they announced an expansion, I'm like, oh, cool. I may be interested in picking that up. And then they announced the price. And the pricing for me just sounds really weird because you can get Destiny the current two expansions and the Taken King for $60, which is the price of a normal game. Uh-huh. Or if you've already got all of the stuff that's already out, it costs you $40. <gasps> what? Yeah. Right. Like $40 I don't $40 for this DLC. Yes. That to me is crazy town. Like I actually went and clicked on the external <laughs> link because I'm like, that can't be right. Like maybe it's 25 or maybe it's 20. But is that the most I'm, expensive piece of DLC ever by a, a considerable distance? Um, possibly, and I think they're—I ca- mean, they're calling it an expansion. But even still, I'm—I'm I'm literally pulling up the Destiny website right now just to confirm this. And that's nuts. Pre-order. It is nuts. And let me see here: thirty-nine ninety-nine. 
Wow. wow. For Guardians that own Destiny and both expansions. To me, that better double the size of the game. Of everything that's in it, for it to be even remotely worth that. Because to in my brain, and I know there, the, th- the review thread recently got picked up again, too, where somebody mm-hmm. took issue with my review score. And I'll say yeah. what, I stand totally by the review score because, A, it was written when that game released, and that game did not have enough content, and it's still a grind fest that is not perfect. That being said, with the two expansions that are out now, it does add more content, more stuff to it. It's probably a little bit better now. And I'm sure when this comes out, it's going to add even more content, make it even, even better. The game's like 120 bucks now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I've already spent $100 on this game. I felt I kind of ripped off on what I got for it. I'm not going to put another $40 into this. I'll tell you what, I'll buy this this expansion when it drops down to maybe 20 bucks, And that's if it gets good reviews. But I'm just, I'm blown away that at that price. And I really shouldn't be because... Activision has really gone out of their way to not say how many copies Destiny has sold. So I th- I don't I'm just wondering if they've made their money back on it on what they invested into Bungie to make this game because that could explain the pricing. From the amount they talked about investing yeah. in it, it'd be pretty hard. So uh Destiny, uh, love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. So more Destiny coming. Hopefully it makes that game even better. Hopefully people will enjoy it, but I will not be buying it right away. Um, so we've been going for quite a while. Let's uh, go through the mailbag, answer a couple of questions, then I'll let you two guys go to bed uh, because we've got some pretty good questions that have come in. Uh, so I'm just going to scroll okay. through. One thing, and I just do want to bring this up, is the very first question uh, comes from Angel SK. And I just want to skip to the very last thing. Also, isn't it great that so many games featured female protagonists? I'm going to say yes. I think that's awesome. I think it's great that Dishonored 2 is going to have a female protagonist. I like the direction Square has taken with Laura Croft, and I, I think more female protagonists is a great thing. The fact that you can play as a female protagonist in Fallout 4 is fantastic to me. I think that's all awesome. Um, mm. what are you- Quite a lot of the UB games had female yeah. mm-hmm. um, squad members that were, were taking the lead as well. Yeah, to be honest, I, did, I suppose it's a good thing, but I didn't even realize... Um, I didn't even notice that, so that's that's got to be good. Is it? It, I think Eevee and Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed can you play? I think so, there? yeah. So mm. that's another one. I don't know, like even FIFA's got female. Yeah, female yeah, now. that's new. And Recall, the new IP in Microsoft, yeah, that was a female, definitely yeah, a female. So, so there was a few, weren't there? She's right, but uh, to be honest, I hadn't even noticed. So yes, it's, I'm it's very a good much thing. From, uh, when I'm playing a game, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I who it is, I don't pay attention if it's. Oh, of course, Mirror's Edge is back female, too. You know what race, color, whatever. I, I just play in the game, so. I, but yeah, it is. It's good for gaming. It is more yeah. female. Yeah, and we're three and... straight white guys in our thirties and forties who are saying this. But <laughs> I, I think it is really important for like women and, and people of color to be represented more fairly in games. And, and I'm glad to see yeah. that that is slowly happening. And I wish it were happening, you know, a little faster because gaming, it's not just for shut-ins and guys anymore. It's it's everyone. So I think that's awesome that they're taking those steps. Um, a lot of people are Agreed. asking who won E3, and I I kind of dislike that question because it, this is a marketing conference, so it's who who got the most excitement, and I mean, I think Bethesda got the most excitement, but that's per, my own completely personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think we all won E3, and I realize that's kind of an easy way out, but if you're mm. a gamer... You found something to like in this conference. I don't think anyone's walking away totally disappointed because I think there was something really exciting for virtually every gamer. 
that has come out so far. Uh, it's very much a perception thing. Uh, everything Microsoft showed was, seems mm-hmm. to be coming this year. Or uh, there's a couple that were coming next year, but everything seems to be this yeah. year. This what you can going to be able to pick up at the end of the year. Sony kind of showed things that were multi-platform, but they seem to really please gamers by doing you know the whole Final Fantasy thing and mm. Shenmue. So I, do, I think it depends on what you're personally into, definitely. It, but yeah, I, I personally thought it's the best E3 I've seen. It was definitely better than last yeah. year since I've been watching it a lot. Yeah, and the and the year before to a degree as well. I thought. I don't know. There was just so much content that I was like, "Wow, I I want that game. I want that game." Or and I think this was. I think we all said last year was going to be the year that E3 kicked it up a notch, just because of where we were in the life cycle of the consoles. But it was definitely this year. If I mean, if you look back, the the best reveals in E3s were like usually one or two years after a new console launched, because that's when you started to see yeah. developers really getting a handle on the hardware and really just getting their marketing push and their money behind their games. And I think that was this year. This was that year for that to happen. Yeah. I've been really impressed with it, to be honest. There was a lot of great-looking games. I've got to say, it's the best Microsoft conference I've seen in a long time. So, uh, yeah. let's that's see. what I felt. Uh, Dropkick Ninja, mod extraordinaire, um, asked, what game announced for other platforms uh, would you love to see on the Xbox platform later down the road? What kind of odds do you place on it happening? And then he personally mentions No Man's Sky or the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, making it to Xbox One. Uh, I think those are two really good calls just because they are third-party developers, although Sony has thrown, yeah. appears to have thrown a ton of money um, at No Man's Sky. So that no Man's Sky, I think every time it did say first to, yeah. first con- or first to console this time. Didn't say anything about exclusive. So I, I'm pretty certain No Man's Sky will come at yeah. some point. Uh, uh, I'm a uh, massive fan of FF7, uh, having played it on the PS... That been PS1, wouldn't it? I have no idea. I've never played it. Oh, it was good. It was really good. So uh, I would happily play that again. I suppose for me, the only thing that really, because a lot of them are not my type of games, the one that for me would be Uncharted 4. Mm -hmm. The gameplay for that, the end look. Definitely. Uncharted 4. And the Uncharted 4. The odds of that happening are, are, I think, zero, just because Naughty Dog is owned by Sony. Nil. Because I would love, like. But even Sony had. I can't remember what the name of the game was. It was from Guerrilla Games, so it's a, it's an exclusive. Like the second trailer they had, it, it's not out for another year, but that looked really good. Like the robotic dinosaur thing. I can't remember what it was called. That, that looked really good. All right, excellent. Um, let's see. Uh, Irate Bass was Rockstar not at E3? Yeah, I've heard nothing out of Rockstar. Um, they yeah. never are. They never. Yeah, do. they don't do that. I think they, they came on stage last year to do the uh, GTA Five. On the on the new consoles and and that, but they never did yeah. their own thing. Well, I think Rockstar is kind of in the same position as Bethesda, which I thought it was really awesome. Bethesda did their own press conference, but Rockstar announcements and reveals are an event on their own. They don't need E three. Yeah, exactly. And they, they just, yeah, and they know that they tend to yeah. work on one game at a time, yeah. don't they? So they they won't have enough content to do their own thing anyway. Um, let's see, what was missing from E three that you were hoping to see from Machine Snipe seventy two? Uh, Something from Rockstar, Red Dead, a Red Dead reveal from Rockstar would have been the best. Um, that That's the one thing I think that was missing that a lot of people were expecting. You know, to me, I think neither, none of them had a really big wow moment. Do you know a game that you were like, wow, I have to have that. There was no, there was no, nothing new, no new IP. Every every game that you're excited about is like a, a, yeah. a sequel, basically. Or a yeah, remaster of an old title in Final Fantasy. Fantasy. So there was nothing new, no new IP that really... 
excited me any anyway at all. That's probably for me the one thing missing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I talking of Rockstar, I you remember with GTA Four they did those two amazing DLC packs that pretty mm-hmm. much completely yeah. changed the game. They've not really done anything like that for GTA Five, and I think a Ballad of Gay Tony style uh, DLC pack for GTA Five would would go down a storm, certainly in this house. Yeah. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. All right. Uh, well, I think that's about it. I am looking through these questions to see if there are any other burning ones that we definitely wanted to announce or wanted to talk about. Uh, Daryl Maple, we, we touched this briefly, and we'll kind of leave it on this um, as far as the mailbag goes. From all past E3s, including this year, what was your favorite year of E3? Um, this could have been because of a console announcement to a game uh, to a game that blowed you <laughs> or blow you away. Uh, can you guys remember any specific E3 that just kind of blew you away? Um, I thought you know for me probably it was the um, when they brought out the original Connect. Oh, Do you remember that that Milo yeah. Oh, yeah. did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that was just That's something we've not seen anywhere. Do you know? Yeah, it was it, it was a lot of rubbish. Yeah, it never even came out. Never actually yeah. came out, and the Connect didn't do as well as it said. But do you know that time when that something completely new you weren't expecting. That's probably the biggest surprise for me. Uh, uh, I, I for games, I think this year has been. Right up there. I, I can't. I can't remember a better, better E3 for games than I've seen this year. I've, I've been really surprised how many games I've gone nuts over. Um, I the new console announcement E3 was good, but um, every time I thought it was good, Sony blew Microsoft out of the water about six hours later, <laughs> um, yeah. which was annoying. Yeah, but, I've. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to pick. I think I've only been following E3 for five or six years, really. Um, and I, I, nothing's really springing to mind. The one thing that I keep thinking about is uh, the Mass Effect 3 reveal, uh, because they teased that out with like weird screenshots that didn't really show off much, and then it, everyone's kind of like, what is this? Is this really Mass Effect 3? What is it? Um, but Mass Effect 3 is probably... That, that reveal was pretty big to me. But Fallout 4, like nothing to me, will be Fallout 4 right now. So um, let's... Uh, Let's just wrap this up real quick. Guys, what is your game of the show right now? Like, what out of everything has you most excited that you've seen about E3? Ooh. Wow. The, the Division still for me. Okay. Um, Just Cause 3. Wow. All right. And I, I think you all... Um, you, you, Jay? <laughs> it's... Actually, no. Can I change that to Star Wars Battlefront? Because I probably... No. I you've crying. locked it in. I was... Oh, what? <laughs> That's rubbish. <laughs> We have to take the first answer, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> it's like, who wants to right. be a Well, uh, yeah. Okay, and I think Michelle's, uh, the thing that she was most excited about was um, that Barbie game. Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Michelle, Michelle's going to straight up murder me for saying that. Uh, all right, well, I think we're... Yeah, Rock Band 4, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Rock Band 4. I think that's an easy call. All right, well, it is past both of your bedtimes, so we're going to wrap this up. And uh, we will try to get back together once the E3 uh, madness is cleared and have more of a regular podcast, because obviously more announcements and clarifications are going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks and or months. And then we get into the heavy release season. Uh, oh, so come on. we've got the summer, and then really August, September, we start to get hit with those releases. And it's going to be a crazy good time. All right, well, uh, let's wrap it up here. Call it a night on behalf of Michelle, who is tragically on her way to vacation, although that's not tragic in any way mm, whatsoever. Lucky. Uh, all right, well, my name is Jonathan, otherwise known as Oshie Blue Jacket or Jay. We got Dave representing from the UK. 
We got Rich representing from the UK. I'm vastly outnumbered. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you all back here in a couple more weeks. Have a great evening and a great game. Bye. See you. Bye.